0: In the last episode, I shared with you the beginning of my story of me wanting to become a DJ. And in this episode, I intend to share with you some of the biggest hurdles and challenges that I had to overcome in order to finally become a DJ. And hopefully by me sharing these insights, it will dramatically shorten your learning curve so that way you can become a DJ a lot faster than I was able to. How do you become a DJ and create an incredibly successful lifestyle while everyone around you doesn't even believe it's possible? That's the big question and this podcast will give you the answer. Welcome to the dj university podcast dj university podcast What's up everyone ben here from dj university? I am so stoked to be sharing with you episode number two And uh, the main thing is that, you know When I first got started, I didn't have anybody that could ask for advice on you know, what it took to become a DJ. I didn't know the gear to buy. I didn't know once I got the gear, how to use it. And so I just started digging on the web, right? So I just literally just searched on Google and tried to search for tutorials. And, and this was pre-YouTube days, So, um, you know, really it was more about blogs at that point. So I read all sorts of blog articles. And uh, one thing that I kind of broke down for me was, okay, what kind of equipment to get? Also uh, what the basic functionalities of that equipment was and then it I, you know I, I wanted to implement so I, I locked myself in my bedroom um, every day after school and would spend hours practicing trying to get certain things done like for instance basic transitions and then also beat matching which is you know blending two beats at the same uh speed together so that way you know most big time djs you'll notice that they're able to seamlessly mix one song to the next right and the tempo of that song doesn't seem to be changing uh making it really really smooth and that was like one of the big things that i really wanted to learn and of course like most of us we also want to learn a little bit of scratching as well Now, so when I first uh, tried to learn how to mix, I had, again, makeshift equipment because, again, I I didn't have the biggest budget. So um, I literally had a Radio Shack mixer uh a disc man on one side, which you know, uh for those of you who uh don't know about the prehistoric times, uh Discman was just a mobile CD player that we were able to take. This is before iPod and iPhone days, right? And then on the other side, I had a boom box, which for those of you who don't know what a boom box is, it's pretty much like a house stereo system um that had a CD player as well. So this is again pre-mp3 days. Uh so we're talking about CDs, right? So that's what we used. And um because I didn't have actual DJ CD players, there was a one big component missing, which was the tempo, right? So the tempo adjust or pitch bend. And uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, it's pretty much that, you know, if, if you're trying to align two songs, you got to make sure that they're both running at the same speed, because if one's running a little faster than the other one, then... You know, One's always going to be lagging behind, therefore you're never going to be able to perfectly align them to have that perfectly seamless uh, mixed transition. And so can you imagine me trying over and over and over again? So the blog article told me that I needed to learn how to count music. So I practiced counting music and I felt like I was pretty efficient at that. And then it said, hey, drop the beat on the one. And so I would literally drop the beat on the one and it would, you know, start perfectly on time. And then, of course, because naturally one song was lagging behind the other one, they both would start really sounding off. Right. And that that is referred to in the DJ world as a train wreck. Right. So it just sounds like shoes tumbling in the in, in a dryer. So. I got really frustrated because, you know, like Einstein says, uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So I was doing the same thing over and over again, but expecting different results. And I wasn't getting the results. Right. So it literally resulted in me smashing my disc man, which was that mobile CD player against my wall out of frustration. I was so mad because I was like, man, what is wrong with me? Why am I not getting this? And I walked away from DJing for six months after that. There was something that was drawing at my heartstrings because this DJing thing was really a true passion of mine. So luckily I gave it another chance six months later. And after sharing just one short conversation with another DJ who was uh, at a record store, he was actually like, he had a, uh, Ongoing weekly gig at a record store, just spinning music in a you know, just kind of on a Wednesday afternoon. And I went up to him and said, you know, like I walked away from DJing just because I was so frustrated, I just couldn't get it down. And he asked me, you know, what kind of equipment we're we using and so forth. So I told him about you know that I I was using these home uh, <laughs> CD players, and he said, well, that's your problem. Is that it has nothing to do with you has everything to do with the equipment that you're using. You're not using the proper gear because when you use DJ equipment, it has the proper settings that a DJ needs in order to be successful. And so I asked him, I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, you know, the CD players, they don't have a tempo adjust. So um, if you're taking two songs at, you know, and each song is at a different speed, no matter how well you are at counting, no matter how great you are at starting that, next song on the one, it's going to trail off. You need a tempo adjust because that way you can adjust, let's say the slower song to match the faster song. And then also when it does trail off a little bit, you can bump that song, give it a nudge to either um, speed up a little bit to catch up to the, the other song or to slow it down. And so that was the light bulb moment for me that I just needed to save up some funds and go to a DJ store and buy a legitimate DJ setup so that way I could actually be successful. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons that I hope that you walk away from. That sometimes it's not you. It's not, it's not you that's the problem. It's actually just your lack of knowledge that's the problem. That once you learn what you need the tools that you need, or maybe it's the ideas or the strategies or even the mindset that you need in order to be successful, then you're able to unlock that hope chest and get the results that you want. And so that's one of the main lessons that I learned. The other lesson I learned, uh, this was much further in my career, is, you know, I started off as just a DJ and then I learned that, okay, if I, need to, if I want to make a living at, at this thing, then I also need to learn how to run the business side of things. And again, I, I have, had nobody in my family has ever been a business owner uh, or even a business executive uh, for that matter. And because of that, I had nobody in my immediate network that I could ask for advice or guidance on how to properly or successfully run a business. And so the second secret that I learned that unlocked the results that I wanted is to find a mentor. And sometimes finding a mentor is actually a lot more challenging. So in the beginning, I heard, you know I found out about the secret and uh, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go try to ask some more successful people that are running businesses if they would be willing to be a mentor for me. And I asked, I want to say probably close to 100 people, and every single one of them said no, right? So- here, here's what I want to break down for you: is that not? It's not always that the mentor has to be a in-person relationship, because you can actually find mentorship from afar. From especially nowadays, right? From uh, speakers on video, uh, books, so authors. And also, uh, you know, conferences. So if you actually do pay for a ticket to go visit these people in person to, to watch them perform on stage, uh, you're essentially learning from them. And therefore, they can act as a mentor. Now, of course, the absolute best version of a mentor is a, you know, person to person, like one on one relationship, because they can fine tune their conversation and their advice to specifically your needs. But the second closest and best thing to do is to have a mentor from afar that you can still learn from. So in the beginning, uh, I couldn't afford to go to conferences. So I just went to bookstores, right? And in the beginning, it was just used bookstores, which uh, I was able to pick up some books at just a dollar a piece or five, five bucks, right? Some, somewhere a little higher. Uh, and then even brand new books, I mean, really a majority of the books that I was spending money on were between 25 bucks and 35 bucks. So uh, didn't break my bank account, but again, this was when I was in high school, so uh, I still didn't have the most money uh, back then. But I did have a job, so I, you know, I just had a little above minimum wage job, so I was able to afford at least purchasing something. And then nowadays, I spend way more on my education. So I, I've never gone to college to a traditional school but I spend a lot of money on education uh, from thought leaders and you know, purchase either their uh, online digital courses or attend their online events or even their in-person conferences. So, uh, and then I also have a mentor, actually. So I actually have a mentor that I meet with uh, on a weekly basis that's uh, located halfway across the country. So we, we meet up on the phone every single week. And uh, this person I am able to lean into and ask about very specific challenges that I'm trying to solve. I also hope that this podcast can act as a valuable resource to you to uh, help you along the journey of you becoming a successful DJ. A couple of things that I'd love for you to think about right now is are there certain uh, pieces of equipment that are holding you back or maybe relationships or maybe a mindset about something that is holding you back? You know, one thing that is a super dangerous thing. Our self-limiting beliefs. So sometimes we're not even aware of the self-limiting beliefs that we have that are holding ourselves back. But maybe it is actually a loving relationship. So sometimes even though the people that are closest to us love us and we love them back, of course, they may be the very anchor that's holding us down. Because usually we become the average of the five closest people in our lives. I'm going to let that one soak in. We become the average of the five closest people in our lives. So maybe you're in need of upgrading your equipment, but maybe you're in need of upgrading your relationships because in order to fight self-limiting beliefs, we have to surround ourselves with people who are more successful and who have already achieved the results that we want to achieve because they've been there, they've done that. It's very hard to call yourself out on your own self limiting beliefs because your own self limiting beliefs are, are, are your beliefs. So if you have that belief, there's no way that you can recognize that you may have a belief that's toxic to you or holding you back. However, if there's a healthy person in your life who is ahead of you, who can see it from a third-person vantage point, they can give you loving and encouraging advice and that encouraging push to hopefully push you past your self-limiting beliefs. I hope that this podcast has been valuable to you so far and that it has also engaged your mind to think about certain things that you may not have already been thinking about. Also, if you're a person that is just starting out and wanting to become a DJ but is super confused around the topic of what to do, I've actually created a DJ Startup Guide that you can download for free. Claim your copy at djstartupguide.com. Once again, that's djstartupguide.com. All right, y'all, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you again here on the DJ University podcast. Please consider leaving me a message by clicking on the link inside of the show notes. I listen to every single one of them and you may actually end up on the podcast. So go ahead and click on the link inside of the show notes to record your message to me. All right, guys, I hope you have a great and productive week and we'll catch you on the next one. We hope this episode provided you with incredible value. Please leave us a review so we can learn from your feedback on ways to improve. Subscribe to the podcast and be notified when the next episode drops. Lastly, don't just listen to this podcast. Take massive, imperfect action.